Yo, 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 welcome to the Flex Ownership Man. It's your boy, it's your host, your friendly reminder, Jay Henderson. And I'm here with the awesome Taylor Adams Coleman. Or did I say that backwards? Should it be you Taylor know what? Coleman? It, it, they're all my they're all my names. It's <laughs> so Taylor Coleman Adams. Um, that's my yeah. formal name. <laughs> okay. Right. So we're gonna be giving y'all some information. Well, she's gonna be giving y'all because I, I need this information too. And I'm here to learn. I see um, on your IG that you said that you are helping millennial and Gen Z women real, uh, invest in real estate. So is it particularly for women or? Yeah, great question. So um, I mainly focus on working with women, but the information is for everyone. Um, yeah. Basically, I I found for myself that there was a gap in just women investing in, in real estate. It's a, it's a very male dominated field. And so I focus mainly on coaching women, but I want to reach as many people as possible because everyone needs to know how they can get wealthy through real estate. <laughs> yes. Yes. So what are, um, I really, I really want to be thorough with this because I feel like this is very, very important information, especially with what's going on in the world right now. Mm -hmm. So what are some of your areas of expertise and what are some of the first steps that you approach when you are um, making decisions on real estate? Yeah, absolutely. So for myself, my, my areas of expertise, I have invested in house hacks. Um, so basically a house hack is when you buy a property, one to four units, you live in one unit, you rent out the others, and it helps to okay. cover your mortgage, which is a great way to start investing in real estate. Wow. Um, I also have invested in long-term rentals. So think your traditional kind of apartment um, as well as short-term rentals. So think like Airbnb. And most of that I do at a distance. So I live just outside of Boston. It's very expensive here. And so it's yes. It's, it's hard. It, you know, the, ex, the level of accessibility is low. So for me, investing out of state was something that made a lot of sense. Um, and so for people who are interested in getting started in real estate, the first thing that I ask them to think about is what's your big why? Why do you want to do this? Um, and I truly believe that money can't be the, like the main thing because when I think about money, Money to me is a tool to do the things that I want to do. So yes. my big why is to spend more time with my family. I want to be able to go on a picnic on a Tuesday with my two-year-old. Like yes. I want to be able to have control over my time. And to me, that's really important. And so I think when someone's considering why they want to do this, um, they need to think about what that is. What's going to drive them forward every single day when things get really challenging? Yeah. Yeah. So when it when it comes to um, because I, I've I've ran across people that uh, I didn't I didn't know the name of it. And I'm glad you said it, because a lot of this stuff is very, very uh, informational when it comes to situations where people buy homes and they have extra space. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's really, really uh, smart and intelligent. If you have extra space to to rent it out, if you buy a property that has um uh, like the the guest house or something like mm -hmm. that. Around. So when it when it comes to one thing that I would for for myself and I think a lot of other um people in my situation when it comes to the interest rates, mm -hmm. I think a lot of people hear about that, but I think a lot of people are so so 
out of bounds when it comes to the interest rates and the approaches to take when it comes to purchasing a home and somebody locking you into uh, 20 or 30 years uh, on, a, on a mortgage with uh, an interest rate. So can you give us a little information on that? Yeah, of course. So the thing about interest rates and the market in general is they are cyclical. They're always going to go up and down. They're going to ebb and flow. So the interest rates are, you know, going up right now. We saw amazing interest rates in, you know, 2019, 2020, um, but they will go down eventually. And so my big thing about interest rates is one, if the deal works, the deal works. So that means if you need a place to live, then you do it. And then you refinance when the rates go down eventually. So you're not, you're never stuck. Like I think thinking about, you know, real estate as, oh my gosh, I'm buying this place and I'm, I'm, I'm stuck now, like for the next 30 years can be really overwhelming and really scary, but you're never stuck because at the end of the day, real estate is a real asset. So if things don't work out, you sell it. If things don't work out, you refinance. So if, if the deal works, the deal works. So that means, like I was saying, so if you have have to move, if you need a place to live, then the deal might work for you. Or if it cash flows, so if you're making money every month, then the numbers work. So for me, I'm very much in the mind of um if I can cash flow, then I don't really care what the, you know, what the interest rate is or what the price is, because I want to be able to get what I want to get out of that deal, if that makes sense. Right. So when it when it comes to refinancing, Mm I've I've also I've seen somebody do it, but when it comes to refinancing and taking out like a, a second mortgage, how much security is it, and how and how smart is that? Yeah. So when you refinance, um, so there's so there's a couple different options. So a second mortgage is um, a little bit different than a refinance. So a refinance is basically like a brand new mortgage, like you're starting over. Um, And so with a refinance, you basically need to have a certain amount of equity in the home. And that could happen by the property just appreciating appreciating over time. Like the market's doing really well. Like you bought it for 200 and now you could definitely sell it for, you know, 400. Um, So that's one way that can happen. Another way that that can happen is forced appreciation. And that can look like, DIYing and doing things to the home to really up the value of the property. And that's what I focus on is like, how can I DIY and get the most bang for my buck here? So I think refinance to your point, I completely agree. It can seem kind of scary, um, but it's actually not that scary and it's a lot easier to do than you might think it is. Um, And so I've refinanced uh, a number of times and it's been able to help me lower my mortgage. Um, so I'm paying less yeah. and also potentially be able to do a cash out refi. Like that's another option. So you don't always have to do a cash out refi. You can do just a regular, you know, get a new mortgage yeah. again, basically. <laughs> yeah. And, and I was, I was thinking like one of the, one of the things that, um, I saw, uh, a friend of mine do was, he did the um, refinance and then he took the money in and, and started a small business. And I was like, that's awesome. you know, <laughs> it's crazy. There's so that's the thing. Like there's so many options. Your yeah. options are limitless. It's like once yeah. I, I really feel like once you get that first property, you're like, there's so many things you can do. Yeah. Um, like you said, a cash out refi is amazing because you can use that money 
to start, start a small business that you've always wanted to start. You can use it to buy another property that makes you money every month. Um, you can use that to fund something else that you need in your life. Some people do it for renovations of their home because it, that adds value to their personal life. And so I feel like getting that first property under your belt is really powerful, especially yeah. if you can do like a house hack where you have, where you can do low money down options. Um, I'm a big advocate for low money down. I think it's yeah. really powerful. I have done FHA loans on properties. So three and a half percent down. If you're a veteran, you could do 0% down as long as it's a primary residence. And yeah. that's huge. It's powerful. So, so, um, I know I'm, I'm asking a lot of questions and I think uh, my podcast, I like to be the voice for people, not, not just, uh, uh, a particular set up for everyone. So when it comes to these different types of loans, mm-hmm. um, FHA and, and other, other loan types, which, 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 what would you prefer and why, you know, like mm-hmm. the, the smartest decision when it comes to purchasing yep. at this day and time, because it's so, it's so far beyond, uh, 20, 10, 20 years ago. Yes. Uh, purchasing. So how, how would you go and, and, and tell us why? Mm-hmm, absolutely. So if you are buying your first home, so what I personally like to do is put as little money down as possible so that I can kind of spread the wealth. Um, yeah. Because I like to give my money a job and make it work for me. And yeah. so for me, an FHA loan is great because you only need three and a half percent down. Um, I think right now the credit score that you need for an FHA is like 580, somewhere around 580. So you don't have to have a super high credit score. Yeah. It gives you the ability to get into a house and even better if you're able, like I was saying, to get a house hack, three and a half percent down, get a two family, right? Live in one unit, rent out the other, have the tenant split the mortgage with you, pay above your mortgage. Maybe now you're living for free. You're cutting your highest expense in half or more. Um, so I'm a big advocate for FHA loans. I think they're fantastic if you can do them for a primary residence. If you want to go more of the conventional route, Conventional doesn't have to mean 20% down. You can do a 5% down conventional loan on a property and it'll still be considered quote unquote conventional. So there's ways to, to do it that can be more strategic. And then with a vacation rental. So I think when we think vacation rental, like an Airbnb, we think like really expensive. Like I'm going to have to put a lot of money into that property and you can do, I love it. It's called a second home loan. 10% 10% down on a property and short-term rentals are very high cash flow. So yeah. it's fantastic to be able to get into a property like that for 10% down. Yeah. So those are some of my some of my favorite ways to invest and to buy property. And those are some amazing, amazing cheat codes. I think um, a lot of times people go into situations blindsided when it comes to uh, FHA or conventional or, or what type of interest rate to settle mm-hmm. for. Um, I saw your IG that you did some, we, we talk about everything. And one of the things that I talk about the most is faith, mm-hmm. um, because I feel like faith is, is, is everything. It's, it's, it's definitely hope. It gives people hope. So I saw that you retired at a really, really, I'm 45. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see no retiring no time soon. <laughs> so, uh, so give us give us some insight on um, the, your process and and 
how brave I imagine you have to be really, really brave because I think to to have so many responsibilities and and so much that we are responsible for as adults and still take that leap of faith to retire and, and go after what your what your gift is. I think that's your gift to to live out your gift. What is your what was your process and, and yeah. how scary was it? It's <laughs> a great question. <laughs> So yes, so my husband and I officially retired uh, this summer uh, at 31, and um, yeah, it was taking that leap was scary. Like even though we, you know, we had the emergency fund, we had the, you know, the cash flow that was coming in every month, and we knew what it was going to look like. Still, like you know, I had, I had already left my job, and now it was up to my husband. He was, you know, the the holdout, and he was going to leave his job in in August, and I was like, ooh, this is. This is scary, even though we, we knew, like we had the fallbacks, we had all the things. So I think at no point in a journey to do something kind of beyond the normal, yeah. I don't think it's ever not scary. Um, yeah. like every, every new property that we close on, I'm still like, <laughs> is this okay? Is this going to work? And I think sometimes we have that feeling where you're, where, and we take the feeling of being afraid or being nervous about something as, a sign to not do it. Um, and I think that actually when we get that fear response or we get that nervous response, I like to one think, am I nervous or scared? Or is this actually excited? Because yeah. think about how excited and fear kind of feel similar in your body. Like they kind of feel the same. And yes. so I, I yes. like to flip it in my brain and be like, no, I'm actually excited though. Maybe I'm really afraid. I don't know. Um, <laughs> And then the other thing that I think too is when we do things that make us uncomfortable, yeah. that's where things really start to like really sparkle. Like things, great things happen when you get outside of your comfort zone. Um, and so I'm always trying to push myself beyond my comfort zone to be, um, you know, the next thing to do the next thing. And so we started investing in real estate by accident. So basically we ended up here by accident, um, you know, after we figured this all out, but if I could do it, I know anybody can do it because we had no plan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so when I, when I posted, when I posted that, the post that you responded to, um, I had, that was like a, a step for me to, reach out to people to, to, with the, in mind, I had the idea to grow my podcast. Mm -hmm. I, I felt like I needed people to do that. So, because mm -hmm. I feel like we have to be the voice for people when we have these platforms and when we use these gifts, I feel like we have to be the voice for people. And when you emailed me, I, I so many people was, it, I think it was a, a, a different experience when I got the, the response that I got from so many people uh, and it was so many different, I had no idea so many different people was even in the world. So many different people that thought so many different ways, you know, Absolutely. when it comes to spirituality and, and all of these different things, but you sent me your email and even, even yesterday I, I knew it was something. It, it's just like that, that subconscious thing. I knew it was something, but I couldn't quite put my finger on it because the computer that I had all my information in is, is out of service right now. And, um, when you contacted me, I was like, wow, you know what I'm saying? Like that's that, I feel like that's that, that poke from that nudge from God that said like, this has to be done. It's some information. Yeah. <laughs> 
that somebody need. You know, yeah. so when it, when it comes to you and and your platform, um, I don't really do a, a lot of long podcasts because I feel like sometimes you have to really, really um, keep the time right to keep people mm-hmm. attentive. So when it comes to you and you using your platform, what is something that you would share with your audience that you could share with my people right now when it comes to anything that you have going or anything that you feel like that could get them in the door and, and give them that piece of hope that they need? Mm-hmm. To, because some people are scared. Some people are concerned about what if I get out here and try and fail? What if I get out here and, and miss a mortgage or two? You know, when it comes to responsibilities, mm-hmm. I think that... um Sometimes people have that, that fear that you was talking about that you had. Yeah. And and that was so, so, I mean, I, when I say, I say crazy, when I say that's crazy, I think that's super dope. So I say that's crazy. But I think that's so crazy that you say that you take that fear and you trick yourself to turn it into excitement. Yeah. Like, that's like a, look, guys, that's a real cheat code right there. That's a real cheat code right there, too. Because fear is is paralyzing. Mm-hmm. It, it stops you. It it tricks you out of opportunities. So, yeah. just to just to um, give give people a piece of advice that could break that fear, that could turn that fear into excitement. Let let us have it. Yeah, absolutely. So, I think the biggest thing is the longer you wait to get started, the longer you wait to see results. I yeah. think at the end of the day. Everyone deserves to follow their passions and follow the things that they want to do and that they envision for their lives. And I don't want you to take these big, big dreams that you have and like push them down into, you know, to the ground. You're like, oh, I'll get to that next time. I want you to really take the time and dream really big, like bigger than you ever thought you could ever dream. Like I never thought I would retire at 31. Like what the heck? That's crazy. Like dream super, super big. And then all you have to do is take that really big dream. And I want you to divide it up over a certain amount of time. If you really want to retire in 10 years, like maybe that's your thing, right? So what do you need to do to do that? Like make it so simple for yourself. So I need to replace I don't know, $70,000 worth of income. How do I break that down over the course of 10 years to make that so incredibly simple and that every single day I'm taking one tiny little step towards that goal because every tiny step is a huge leap over five, 10 years. So that could look like going to a networking event for a thing that you want to do. That's so simple. It sounds so simple but it can be so big and so impactful over a long period of time. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what are, what are some of your tips for balancing? Because you're, you're, you're an entrepreneur. You have a very successful, I like how you have your IG set up. Um, The the information is like the information is there guys. Uh, You could, I'm going to let you give that information in a second. So what are some of the tips that you, that you would share for balancing uh, being an entrepreneur, being a wife, and being a mom. Absolutely. So I think the big thing I focus on is time blocking <laughs> and prioritization. So when I am with my daughter, when I'm with my husband, that's you know their time. Yeah. Um, I don't want 
business or whatever else is going on around in my life in that time. Um, so I have to time block and make sure that, you know, everything's done between these hours and outside of those hours, I'm focusing my attention on my family and the other things that are important to me in my life. Um, and if I don't take that time, instead of saying, oh, I don't have the time to do that. Yeah. I switch that and I say, I'm not prioritizing this right now. And think about how that feels in yeah. myself. Like, do, do I not want to prioritize that right now? And then I'm like, Ooh, then I'm wrong and I need to really shift my yeah. timing. So like, don't be afraid to shift. That's my big thing. Like my time blocks, they shift all around all the time because I'm prioritizing different things at different times yeah. because the things that are important are always important. And I'm going to move things if it has to do with my daughter or my husband or anything like that. Like it's getting moved. Sorry. Like it's not as important as them. And so like just really staying true and aligned with your big why and understanding yeah. why you're doing any of the stuff that you're doing. Cause like, you know, all of my businesses, they don't matter because they're supporting my family. That's all. That's the whole reason I'm doing it. Yeah. So really stay aligned with your big why and, um, just prioritizing time and being present with the things that are important. Yeah. I appreciate. And I feel like, I feel like I had to um, get our guys some information as well, but women, ladies, um, please go to her IG. Um, she has a lot, a lot, a ton of information that may be helpful for you in the future when it comes to starting a business or, or investing in real estate and guys, y'all check it out too. Like I, Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> At the top of the page, it does, it does say for millennial and Gen Z women, but I think it's information that can help anybody, anybody that's trying to um, move in that direction. Mm -hmm. So can you give them your information and where to find you at? Of course. Yes. So you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all of the places at Taylor Coleman Adams. Um, you know, feel free to shoot me a DM. I love talking to people in the, the DMs and just hearing the journey that you're on. So would love to connect. Yeah. Okay. I do appreciate it. And I feel like we will have to do a part two um, because that market is so, so huge. Um, and there are, so, there are some more questions that I feel like I, I wasn't really prepared for in the way that I should have been. But there are so many more questions and so much more information that I feel like that you could share with people. Just looking at the information that you share on um, social media, I feel like there are so much more. So I think we sh we're going to have to do a part two. Uh, that sounds great. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. So um, I appreciate you. appreciate you for being on and um, I'm going to get this posted as quick as possible. Thank you. And um, I'll let you know about the part too. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.